1: On the Heart and Hustle podcast, fresh off a one-and-one one weekend for the Orlando Magic. Welcome in. Thanks for hanging out, taping this out on Monday. Nick, Scott, as uh, we're going to try to dig into what some of the problems are here. The Magic checking in at 3-7, and seven, and uh, as I mentioned, taping this Monday, uh, are coming off a loss to the Indiana Pacers um, 109-102 at the Amway Center as uh, they've played two of their five games On their Mm homestand, a homestand that Scott said you had to win four of five out of. As this team, there's no other way to put it, Scott. Like this team continues to struggle. They they continue, especially on the offensive side. And I think what we've seen over the last week or so is you can't expect the defense that they had through the first five to six games to show up every single night. That's a good point. And on Friday, it shows up. They shoot the ball well, beat Memphis. But on Sunday, they play good solid defense for about 3 quarters and then couldn't hold on to the rope any longer. Well,
0: I, I think it, it are, are you a glass half full person or a glass half empty person? Let, let, let's be We've
1: been working together almost 4 years, Scotty, you're, I you're, think.
0: You're you're pretty much a glass half empty guy. Yeah, I am. Uh, I mean like uh, But but if, four if years, you're if like your glass, if your glasses have full. Okay. You're looking at the last 3 games, you shot pretty darn well. Okay, but you look at the two weekend games, Friday and Sunday. The Friday game against Memphis was exactly the game that the Magic needed to get out of that four-game losing streak. You come off the tough one-point loss at Dallas, a game in which you play probably your best game to date, at least offensively, in Dallas. Came out against Memphis, shot the ball extremely well. Vooch had a good game with 23-16. and Uh, Isaac was sensational with 22-8. and You had five guys in double figures. Was it ugly at times against Memphis? Yeah, but I think Memphis is the type of team that you play ugly against. But look, I mean, you look at the Memphis game, you dominate the boards, 57-36. to That type of performance was exactly what you needed to kind of get on the right track again. You thought, okay, okay, we're back, baby. The offense is back. Even though Terrence Ross did not play in that Dallas game and the Memphis game, you Mm -hmm. thought, okay, the offense is back. And you come out last night, Sunday night, Nick. Uh, against uh, an Indiana team that was injury riddled, to say the least. Miles Turner was out. Jeremy Lamb was out. So you come out and you shoot the lights out over 50% in the first half. You shot like 60 or 61% from three in the first half alone on Sunday night. And you're thinking, okay, this is, we've been waiting for this team to show up. And they finally showed up. They've got what, a nine point lead going into the halftime locker room. And the funniest thing happened: a counterfeit team showed up in the second half. Like that was not the team. The team that came out of the Magic locker room in the in the in the second half was not the team that entered the locker room at the end of the first half.
1: Yeah, you lead by nine at halftime. It's sixty to fifty-one in the third quarter. The Magic and the Pacers come out. Pacers outscore Orlando thirty to seventeen, and that was your ball game right there. Yep. And still, yes, they could have won that game late if they made a couple more buckets, but. They came out, and I I would be interested to see what the third quarter numbers are for this team. I'm going to try to dig into that a little bit because it feels like the third quarter has not been Orlando's friend coming out of the hat. And this is a Steve Clifford coach team that, you remember going back to that GM survey, they talked about adjustments and well-coached teams. I'm not saying this is a Steve Clifford issue, but it feels
0: like the third quarter has not been the Orlando Magic's friend this year. Well, Coach Cliff was even talking about that last night and how he was uh, stunned uh to see how they came out of the locker room. Indiana goes on a 12 to nothing run to begin the third quarter and game was over from there. I mean they they literally punched the Orlando Magic in the mouth and the Magic were KO. They did not get up. And you, you look at what the Pacers did in the second half. You outscore them 58 to 42 in the ball movement. Nick, they the, the Magic had I believe 18 assists in the uh in the first half. The ball movement was crisp. It was sound uh and and this team has to have that ball movement in order to play well offensively. It was moving side to side. It was terrific in the first half. And for whatever reason, in the second half, the ball just stopped. And as you well know, if this team goes ISO Joe, forget about it. They're not going to beat anybody. You've got to have that ball moving side to side. So the ball just stopped in the second half on Sunday night. You got to give credit to Indy. I thought they played very well offensively in the second half. But this is a Magic team that also relies on stops, right? It also relies you couldn't get any stops in the second half. You couldn't do anything right.
1: No, they couldn't. And Demata Sabonis, of course, the Orlando Magic draft pick that was traded to Oklahoma City in the Victor Oladipo deal, goes off 21 points, 16 rebounds. And by the way, Sabonis is the type of player that... Nick Vucevic, in particular, struggles against. A little more physical. You know, mm-hmm. he'll he'll bump back a little bit. And last night we saw Sabonis, I mean, pretty much made everything around the room. He was 9 of 18 from the floor. Yeah, he had 21 points. Uh, but
0: more importantly with Sabonis, it's, Seven it's assists, what he does dude. that doesn't show up. The next day in the box score, the screens that he sets during games are phenomenal. I mean, this guy is a lot more physical than you think he is. So he was terrific. I thought Brogdon was terrific. McDermott and McConnell off the bench really carried the load in the second half. But this was a prime example to me. Credit to India side. This was a prime example to me of how the Orlando Magic are just, they're bipolar. I mean, the, it's a great good way to put it. Great first half, and in the second half, they don't even appear to be the same team. Yeah, it was unreal. They yeah. just never recovered after that twelve to nothing run by Indiana.
1: You outshoot the Pacers fifteen to nine at the three point line in terms of makes. The Magic were fifteen of thirty six from three. I mean, forty one percent. That has to be the high mark of the season. Maybe the Memphis game was a little bit better, and you hold Indy to nine of twenty from beyond the arc. That's what's been killing the Magic. All year long. I mean, how many times have we heard Steve Clifford say after a game? Well, the story's the three-point shooting. You go out, you get three made threes from Evan Fournier. Terrence Ross made, um, I know he made a couple. I know Terrence made, Mm -hmm. no, he made one. That's right. He was one of two. Uh, You think, looking at those numbers, by the way, he had 12 blocks, too, which is just, I mean, Jonathan Isaac continues to have a great season. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of flummoxed at the way that... that this, team, that this team played. By the way,
0: Ross did make. He made two of three. Yeah. Well, look, and and again, glass half full, you're shooting the ball a lot better with the exception of the second half against Indiana, against Dallas, against Memphis, and in the first half of the game against uh, Indiana, you're shooting the ball a lot better. So that's a good sign. Now, the disturbing sign, um, especially for me about Sunday's loss, is the lapse in intensity and effort. I mean, you had to know, and I, and I said it last week on the show, Nick, You've got to take at least, at the very least, four of five of these games to get back into the race because you you got you got teams who are running away with the Eastern Conference right now, and as we all saw last year, it's very difficult to play catch up. You can't rely on winning twenty two of your final thirty one basketball games in a season because I guarantee you it ain't going to happen this year. So you you've got to get you've got to get moving, and you've got to get moving now. And the thing about the second half last night. The lapse in effort, the lapse in intensity. Like I said, it's it's almost as if a group of imposters ran out of that locker room in the second half. The ball stopped moving. Um, you you give credit to the Pacers. But look, I mean, you shot, what, 55% of the first half, 61 on threes, and just fall apart. I get it. It's a torrid pace. You don't expect this team to shoot 61% from three. But my goodness gracious, the tide was turning for the Orlando Magic, and then to have them just come out, as flat as they were, and to lay a big old egg in that second half against Indiana, is, uh, is definitely a red flag for this team. I did not expect that. I expected to win on Sunday night. We did not get that. Get that. Now, um, the one guy and you just mentioned him, Nick, I think the one guy we got to get going here, like immediately. And he missed two games with the tendonitis in the right knee. Terrence Ross. He's your MVP from last year, right? He is, yes. But we have to get him going. Overall, he struggled to shoot the basketball. You look at some of the statistics from these guys, and it's not as if they're shooting the lights out. But Vuches is getting to where he was last year. Fournier, you know, I, I look, I, I know a lot of people complain about Evan Fournier, but Fournier's numbers are decent. Mark L. Fultz, I think we can expect what we have seen the first 10-11 games to what, you know, I I think we can project that for the rest of the season. I don't think his his shooting is going to get markedly better, but... Look at Terrence Ross's numbers right now. Yeah, uh, I've got them right in front of
1: me here. Terrence Ross is averaging 8.8 8 points per game. He's given you about three rebounds, but really the shooting numbers are depressing. He's shooting 32% from the field and 22% yeah. from three this season. He's yeah. making about one three a game, basically, and taking six. Uh, Terrence Ross has been the real hangover guy through the first 10 games of the season, and he's playing 21 minutes, too. So, I mean, he's right. been out there and. All, albeit, I mean, he missed two games. We, I don't know how much the knee issue is. is I, I don't know what's the knee, and I don't know what's right. the whatever we, hangover we, yeah, we it is that know. Terrence Ross we, has. We, we yeah. don't
0: know, but you could, you could make a case for this guy being that one ingredient that we're missing from last year. I mean, he's the only guy on this team who has that ability to explode for like 35, point, 40 points on a night. He just hasn't been there yet, so... As much as the Magic have struggled shooting the basketball, um, this guy has to get it going. He is a major threat. He's really struggled out of the gates. I thought it it looked like Sunday night, after missing those two games, he had a little bit of a bounce in his step that he hadn't had in the previous, oh, six or eight games, had a lot of energy. But this is such a dynamic basketball player. We got to get T. Ross right. To me, he's the second most uh, important offensive player to Nick Vucevic. we got to get him going. So man. how do you do that, though? I, I, he's got to play through it. I, I mean, Look, I mean, Steve Clifford has often been asked about Nick Vucevic and what do you have to do to get him going? At mm. some point in time, it, it, it's... Well, and
1: that, it's, the answer that Steve Clifford has given time and time again is the player's got
0: to get himself exactly. going. Exactly. It, it's it's got to lie with the basketball player. And, it, and it's got to lie with Terrence Ross here. Now, again... Like you said, the one X, X factor that we don't know about this year is what's going on with that right knee. I've got to think, of, as cautious as this organization is, they would have held him out a lot longer if that right knee yeah. was a persistent. Well, um, I think you would
1: have held him out at least on Sunday, knowing that you're off till Wednesday. So if you right. hold him out Sunday right. and you don't play him, you get Monday and Tuesday before playing the Philadelphia 76ers on Wednesday. Right. So I would happen to agree with you there that if the knee is a huge issue, yeah. then you sit him
0: one more game and you get three more days yeah. off. Physically, he looked good. He he looked good. He had a lot of energy. He had a jump in his step. Um, but you, you have to get him right. You have to get Terrence Ross right if this thing is going to go back on the tracks. And another thing, look, I mean, I, you know, I get a lot of comments on Twitter about Markel Fultz. Like at first, it was like everybody's excited. It's a great trade, and and all of a sudden now. Markell has played. Oh, is the shine 10, coming in, off in, the apple? The, the, exactly, like the luster is wearing off with a lot of Magic fans out the there. The numbers think,
1: aren't terrible. I mean, no. he's giving you what nine, nine, almost ten points a game. Uh, he's turning it over a little bit too much, but I mean, he's
0: he's not he's
1: not you been know, terrible.
0: He, he, and he had zero turnovers against Indiana. Guess he's averaging
1: two turnovers a game. That's not that bad actually.
0: I, I, as a starting point guard who hasn't played roughly in two years and really is in his rookie season. Heck no. I mean,
1: yeah, I, I mean, like he's a starting point guard, but they're also only playing him about. About 23 minutes again. Okay. Like he and DJ are splitting yeah. minutes basically. Yeah. DJ Augustine is still playing more minutes uh per game than Markel Fultz is, though that'll, that'll likely change over. But I time.
0: think it's interesting that in in today's society, it's like we're always on to the next something, the next guy, the next something or other, right? I mean, Markel Fultz was the big story early on in the season. Now all of a sudden he's gone out and and played, I think, some pretty good basketball. And it's only gonna get better from here and yet it's all about immediacy right now in our society look I, even tj mcconnell said i think it was josh robbins who wrote a, a great article on the athletic um yesterday about tj mcconnell and markel fultz being very very tight almost like brothers and they T- were on G- the sixers together. yeah tj mcconnell that, that they played together the last couple of years tj mcconnell was very emotional when asked about Markel Fultz. And and it was his first time that he actually got an up-close-and-personal look at Markel Fultz, the starter for the Orlando Magic. And, and look, we have to remember from where this dude came. (laughs) The, The last two years, he only played 33 games with that thoracic outlet syndrome. So... I think we have to keep that in mind, you know? I mean, I think Jonathan Isaac has become a silver lining. Nick Vucevic is getting back to where he was. Evan Fournier's playing decent basketball for you. DJ's been pretty good off the bench. Um, But look, I mean, look, for this team to make the playoffs, obviously you're going to have to get a little bit more to Markel Fultz, but let's not put the cart before the horse here. This kid, from where he came is light years from that. So we we have to be patient with this kid, but I think we found out this kid has extreme talent.
1: He does. He has extreme talent, and really what I think we've learned over through the first 10 games, it's going to be a struggle until Terrence Ross gets it going offensively yep. every single night, and if you're Steve Clifford uh, and that coaching staff, you have to keep reminding your guys, hey, listen, you make your money on the defensive side of the basketball because if they allow 105 points per game, they're going to lose a lot of games because, yeah. I mean, you look at just some of the offensive and defensive ratings for the Magic through the first 10 games of the season. Your offensive rating, you're 29th out of 30 teams. Mm-hmm. There's one team in the league that's worse than you. Defensively, you're a top 10 team. They're 6th of 30 in terms of defensive rating. And I always like to keep an eye on the pace because this is a team that, you know, listen, I they, they like to play slow. They are the slowest team in the league. Yeah, that's got uh, to improve. Re- that's yeah, gotta they, they got to move a little yeah, bit more, that, especially that, because if you're going to struggle shooting – Try to go get some easy ones. Yeah. You know, try to go get some easy ones, and I think that's something else as well. You mentioned Jonathan Isaac for Mm -hmm. a minute. If I were to ask you who leads the NBA in blocks, who do you think it is? Is it Isaac? It is. Are you serious? Thirty blocks through ten games. <laughs>
0: I did not realize. Jonathan
1: that. Isaac is averaging three blocks per game. He has thirty blocks through ten games.
0: And and, and just how <laughs> many minutes is he playing per game? I, I don't I really care. Up, but oh,
1: he's playing thirty minutes a game. Thirty. Okay. All right. Thirty minutes, bad. three blocks a game. He's also giving <laughs> you twelve points and nearly seven rebounds. This guy is going to make an all-defense team this year. You
0: think it's, it's going, going to be this it's year? It's going
1: to happen. First, second, or thirteen. Wow! I really dove in deep there. Um. Yeah, I think okay. it's going to happen this okay. year. I mean, if if the block numbers, yeah, because now you start to get some of the hype too. It's like, "Wow, Jonathan Isaac, um I'm also going to throw out there he's shooting 38% from 3." Mm. Like this guy uh, on this team in, that's really really good. In a very dark in a it's good for Jonathan Isaac. Like in yes. a very dark first 10 games of the year where you've gone 3 and 7, which yeah. by the way is a game improvement over last season when this team started 2 and 8 in their right. first 10 games. Right. So things can turn around. Jonathan Isaac is averaging 12 7 and three blocks. Well,
0: there, there's there's another silver lining, right? I mean, and Rick Carlisle, the head coach of the Dallas Mavericks, who is known as one of the best head coaches in the NBA after the Magic game in Dallas the other night, had a great quote about Jonathan Isaac. I don't have it in front of me, but it, the basic gist of it was, I love watching this kid play the game, and he is the most improved basketball player in the NBA, without a doubt. So, that's really high praise from a guy who knows his stuff there in Dallas. Just keep doing what you're what you're doing, J.I., and the wins will come, hopefully. But um look, JI's got to get some help here. <laughs> he's he's gotta get some help on on both the offensive end and the defensive end, but especially in the offensive end. We gotta get T. Ross going. We get it going. Um I still think this team can go four and one on this homestand. I think you have to go four and one on this homestand because you don't want to play from a hole the rest of the season and that's exactly what the magic were doing last year can't do that this year be nice to play from ahead and eventually i do believe i do believe nick that this team is going to catch fire offense
1: three games left on the homestand you got philly wednesday you got the san antonio spurs and the washington wizards can they bounce back and get three straight before heading back out on the road to the Toronto Raptors. We'll find out. You'll hear from us a little later this week. There's a game Wednesday. Probably hear from us like Thursday or Friday, something like that. Uh, But until then, he is Scott Inez. I'm Nick Grunowitz. You can hear us weekdays on ESPN 580 Orlando, 580 a.m. FM 96.5 HD2 if you got that cool little dial uh, in your car for the HD2. Uh, Also on the TuneIn Radio app, iHeart Radio app, and on your smart speaker, just say Alexa, play ESPN 580 Orlando. That'll do it for us, but of course, we'll talk to you soon. And as always, go magic.